Well, welcome everyone. We are back with the Rumble Over the Thunder podcast. Are we on 36? Yeah, Tom yeah. G. Jr. Tom G. Jr., Joe Shear, Tim Springstrow, Tara Springstrow, Brett Van Horn, multiple-time Wisconsin Sport Truck champion. A lot of 36s. Yeah. Are. That's because Joe Shear laid the groundwork yeah. for several. Very, very popular. And I'll throw certainly. I'll throw way back old school like 2002. We'll go John Prasinski. Ooh, that's nice. That's very nice. Yes, I can't remember much else, but yes, you're absolutely right about the Joe Shirk thing. Well, it has been two weeks since we've last spoken to you. Let's just go right into what happened tonight. Fresh in our minds, fresh in Andy Monday's mind. Why? What happened? You won the quarter mile. Eight models is what happened. That was fun. You did. You won one of them. That was the first that time I drove cool. the car was tonight. We were going to come practice Tuesday, and the little agua coming from the sky had other plans. So sure, hopped in the thing, and those things go pretty good. Yeah, Danny Gracie only won the other. All right, let's. should we talk about what happened in the Superlates? If you want. You led a lot of that race. and like some laps. Yeah, Kyle Kalmas kind of tracked you down at the end there, and he got by you. That's racing. That is. It was entertaining racing from the top. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, Kyle had a fast car. I talked to him afterwards, and, you know, he caught me with, like, 10 laps to go and was waiting for me to make a mistake so he could make his move. And when I didn't make a mistake for him, uh, he uh, had to do what he had to do coming to the white flag, and we talked a little bit afterwards, and if the shoe was on the other foot, I'd do the same thing. So... Good hard racing, good battle for the win. Side by side, coming to the white flag. Can't have anything better than that. Well, he kind of said about the same, summed it up about the same way you did. So uh, let's listen to what Kyle Kalmus had to say about his first win of the year. Kyle Kalmus takes the win tonight in the Schmitty's Ticket Super Late Models and uh, a patience. Obviously, a virtue. Had to wait till the last lap to make your move on Andy Monday. What were you thinking? Um,. Well, knowing me and Andy's history of uh, racing each other real hard all the time, um, I was thinking I I knew he wasn't going to let me get by him without having to make some sort of contact And uh, when when we're battling for the win like that. And, um, you know, I was was just trying to be patient and, and follow close behind and maybe play some cat and mouse games in the mirror and trying to make him screw up enough on his own where he would wash up and I could maybe make a clean pass, but uh, I knew you only get one shot to make that pass for the win, and I was, uh, you know, my my dad and crew were coaching me good that uh, it was probably best to save that, that aggressive move towards the end and just, you know, as long as we weren't getting the pressure, me and Andy were checked out pretty good. I mean, there, we had enough time where... No one was gonna catch us, so uh, yeah, I, I was just waiting for that <laughs> that to be at the end to take them out. Yeah, you had said that you were you said you were happy to see the white flag. What did you mean by that? Was it did it just seem like perfect timing for you? Yeah, it was it was uh, perfect timing. They uh, they they let me know when there was five laps to go, and I knew it had to be getting close. I'm, I'm. It's very hard to count laps when you're out there, but I knew we were getting down to the end, and uh, it was just you know I tried 
for lap after lap, getting a run on Andy, coming out of two or coming out of any corner. I just couldn't get the run on him. And that last time out of two, I got a good enough run on him where I felt confident enough to, to be able to charge in underneath him going into three. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he hung on to it. You know, he tried, he tried to shut the door, and I gave him as much room as possible, but... We got together and we both kind of wiggled, wiggled a little bit, and uh, it was a dead even drag race down the front stretch. And to see that white flag drop and the fans jump up in the air, it was, uh, it was, it stood hairs up. That's for sure. It was fun. <laughs> a couple of uh, pretty major melees in the race. Uh, first, the Alex Stump spin, then Grant Griesbach breaks an axle and spins in front of the field out of four. What did you see? How did you get through them? Well. Yeah, um, you know I don't I don't really know what happened with uh, with stump there. Um, I know with these bump stops that we run, these cars are starting to run more like sport trucks, more solid like go karts. And with the track being on the rough side, you know it, it seems like more and more often people are having fast cars, and then and then one bump can really snap you loose sideways because we, we're getting so much grip, and it doesn't take much to set it off. So I don't know um, what happened there. It, there's probably some contact minimum, but yeah, uh, both of those wrecks, I was just blessed to be in the right lane at the right time because I was on the outside when Stump was spinning out on the inside and was it just in the right lane to sneak around it all. And then uh, when Grant spun out, uh, I think his nose almost pivoted across my right door. I was turning his heart down, coming out of four to try to avoid it, and he was spinning down and coming in. Uh, yeah, it was gritting the teeth, and <laughs> the whole time it was that was a sigh of relief to make it through that wreck unscathed. But definitely, uh, you hate coming out of two and seeing that red light and uh, seeing all the cars get wrecked like that. Um, you know. We, we have fun putting on this show out here, and it wouldn't be the show that it is without all, all the competitors out here. And uh, hopefully everybody just, uh, you know, bounces back quick, and we can all go back racing and have fun next week. You qualify well tonight, qualify second, make your way to the feature win. There was kind of a gap between you and the top four. Should close up tonight because of some of the guys that got involved in things. Overall, not a bad night for Kyle Kalmus, is it? No, not a bad night that way, yeah. Um, we were a little worried. Um, we had the wreck on week two using our mulligan right away, um, so they call it. Um, yeah, we were a little worried about that, and we knew it was going to be tough when we wrecked in week two that uh, we got to try to keep up, and we can't afford another wreck because we're about 30 points behind everybody else. So, uh, you know, you don't want to see cars wreck, but um, to, to see them have an off night and, you know, this early in the season with you, I, I guess it takes a little bit more pressure off of us that we can kind of just go back racing even heads up and uh, see where we wash up. Well, there you have it. Kyle Kalmus picks up the first win of the year, and it was a strange night. In the fact that if you're one of the top point guys, Jesse Audenhoven, Casey Johnson, Maxwell Schultz didn't get into it. You know, there was kind of a gap from fourth 
back to where you and Kyle Kalmus and a couple other guys sit. I think that gap is going to be tightened or maybe even a race now. It's uh, It was an interesting night point-wise. I know you don't want to get too far ahead of things, but certainly things shook up there. Yeah, it did. Um, those guys were strong again qualifying, making the dash and stuff, and we're a third of the way through the season now, so um, unfortunate for Jesse get caught up in that coming to the night, leading points. We'll talk about his week last week um, here in a little bit. Um, and then Casey Johnson, just wrong spot at the wrong time, really. Um, you know, Grant Griesbach had a good run going. He ran good in the dash. He broke an axle in the feature, and the car got away, and just nowhere to go. So, What broke on Casey's car that he couldn't come back out? I think he damaged the radiator. Radiator is what it sounded oh, like. Is that yeah. what it was? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he hit, hit pretty hard right in that spot there. Yeah, and, you know, there's not a lot of give in that area either. And I kind of talked about it a little bit when Nathan Brentmeyer hit the wall, and we'll get to that in a minute. But, um these cars are not designed as robustly, I guess you could say, as they used to be, where if you hit the wall, you could bounce off and maybe be okay. Everything's kind of designed now to crunch and crush and absorb impact, and that kind of makes things a bit on the soft side. So. Yeah, and everybody's trying to do more and more lightweight stuff because, I mean, we do have a minimum weight. We got to weigh 27.50 on the super lights, but the lighter you build everything in the car, you leave more room to put lead in the car and you can put it in spots you want it for handling, etc. So, you know, there's guys running aluminum hood pin bars, there's aluminum bracing everywhere, and that stuff just doesn't take an impact like that. Right, yeah, so unfortunately now when you see cars hit, it's, uh, it doesn't take much to cause a lot of damage on those race cars. But Did you see the guy, the wreck out of South Bend? I think it was yesterday. I'll see if I can find a picture of it. I, I think I did. The Toy Story car? Yeah. where it, it, yeah. it You couldn't even tell it was a car. It was just a pile of metal. Yeah. It that, looked a little bit like a, it at one point there was, was a car. There was a tire. I did see a tire sitting up on, like, the deck lid where it's not supposed to sit. <laughs> but... Yeah. The, the unique thing I'll mention, too, that we've talked about before is with the way our format is with the two-tire shows, now the... <laughs> Well, there's uh, oh, boy. Russ Lord Becky just showed up. City Chevrolet sponsored. We'll get to him in a bit. <laughs> well, I don't know. At, I think at least we, need we to get, we, get to him no, now. no, 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 no. I, I, I think we hope we get to him in a little bit. Oh, Dan, you're gonna have to edit that out now. <laughs> yep. Oh no, 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 no. Yes, <laughs> you get yes, your yes, 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 yes. You get your time later. <laughs> wow. That was Someone's the, excited. That I was think we the, just broke iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's going to be listening and get one of those like earphone I, super eardrum that, bust. Yeah, look, look at that. Look at the graph. Look at that right spike. <laughs> yeah. Just well, the no, there spike. Was a, there was a point in time where it was a solid like square. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we apologize for any foul language. Um, as well as any hearing damage. Right. But the X is a place to have some fun. So fun is definitely going to be had here in a couple <laughs> minutes anyway back to where we were super late models uh maxwell has another strong night he might have taken a point lead back after jesse Audenhoven won last week in the red race another good race time with jesse comes into town sets fast time catch it up to jesse late in the race didn't have enough time rowdy Audi's looked good so far this season he really has that car's been good they've been uh you know, kind of the part-time thing, and they came back to full-time this year, and they've been really strong, and that was a huge win for him last week, and uh, 
he got out front and he got the lead and he knew Ty would be coming, but he just kept them off, you know. And um, Ty did text me today, had some questions about red, white, and blue. It sounds like he's going to be back for the white and the blue. He um, was in the so. stands tonight. Was I he? thought he was. I, I oh, saw him. But I didn't, yeah, you know. my mom said hi to him. Yep. Yeah, because he's racing Saturday at the Dells. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was watching tonight. He was scoping out the competition for the white race. There you go. And, but, it and he's tied. Like tied for the points lead for red, white, blue. And surprisingly, I don't. Maybe surprisingly, hasn't won one yet. Hasn't he won a red, white. Has blue not won a red, white. Usually blue because yet. he has to miss one of the races for that, something else. That's been else, the case typically. a couple of the last years. There was that one very odd year where Maxwell Schultz. And Brett Piontek tied. Was that the year that nobody wanted to win it? Yeah, and I think Ty was one of the guys ahead of those two that he didn't want to win yeah. it. Or I'm sure he wanted to win it, but I mean, yeah, but just didn't work out that way. The way, way the race went. Yeah, and then Steve Apel got hot for a couple of years. He was tough to beat. And yep. Yeah, Casey it was Johnson. First Casey Johnson. Chase. Yeah. So. And then Lowell just sprinkled into there. Yeah, you know he's only won six. Like, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. No big deal. Just just six of them. That's all. But. But no, back to last week, that was a huge win for Jesse. They've been working hard, and for them to win the red race and do it the way they did was pretty cool and then come out of there with the point lead. So they were excited. Everybody on the team was jacked up, and unfortunately they had some bad luck tonight. But um, before Russ walked in and got everybody excited, what I was getting to is even though the, the, the cool thing of the way the format is on Thursday nights with the two-tire program is the 47-1, and one, yeah, and the 17 had some rough luck tonight but they're going to have better tires than everybody next week. Um, so you can expect those guys towards the top and qualifying like they usually are anyway. Right. Right. Yeah, and we'll see where things fall in. Like we said, the point battle getting rather interesting now. Uh, Kyle Kalmus coming up with a big win. Andy, you had a good point day. Uh, Bobby Kendall finished up there as well. So you're kind of the three guys outlying in that top five. It was a little bit of a ways to Strelka. He had another decent night tonight. Another top five finish for him, I believe, and then won the dash. By the way, best dash I've seen in a long time. Yeah, that was an <laughs> unbelievable dash. Griesbach hanging out on the outside of Strelka the entire time, which means the second row doesn't move, which means the third row doesn't move, and it basically never broke formation once the green flag fell, which is I think pretty just wild. The last two cars flipped position. I think that was the only. Just at the line. Yeah. At the line, there was it was like one, two, three, four, six, five. <laughs> it was just like wild crazy. stuff. Wild and stuff. And it was all within five car lengths. Yeah. So we move on to the late models. Brazen Bennett winning this week after setting fast time. We had a quick word with Brazen. He was just about ready to leave when I finally caught up with him. So interview is a bit brief, but Brazen's got some stuff to say. Brazen Bennett, victorious tonight in the late models. Uh, Brazen, good patience, got to the lead. Nice move around Eddie Munster. Tell me about your night. Yeah, it was a fun, clean race. Uh, everybody gave everybody a lane, and I, I thought it went very well for everybody. Um, it was fun racing with Eddie. It, it's always fun when you can race side-by-side side with somebody and and uh, come out on top. But, uh, yeah, it was fun. You got a couple of restarts there. Probably that last one, I don't know that you wanted to see. You were close. You're, you're about to take the lead on Eddie. Had the spin. Were you confident that you were going to be able to take the lead and walk away to the win? I knew I had a pretty decent car, but it's always frustrating when you get to the inside of somebody and then the yellow comes out. Um, that happened with the 18 earlier in the race, but uh, 
Yeah, everything ended up working out all right. Car was great. Uh, fast time tonight. You said you've kind of been battling a miss. You said that the last time you had fast time, have you guys figured it out, or is it still kind of there? And if it is corrected, what's going to happen <laughs> with that nine car? Uh, still hasn't hasn't been corrected. We can't figure it out. We've replaced just about everything that could cause it, and haven't figured it out. But uh, yeah, it misses a couple times down the straightaway, and it seems to get better at times, get worse at other times. Uh, it was really bad in the heat race. Um, but yeah, feature was good enough to get the win. And I think corner speed really was was the difference. We had talked a little bit prior to the races uh, when we were doing opening ceremonies about the point battle and kind of all the crazy things that are going on right now. You came in to the night with a three-way tie, and then you have Brian Monday a little bit ahead of you guys. This is going to be a dogfight all the way through, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. There's four of us. That, I mean, we could win any night. Um, Brett Wenzel's pretty fast too, so I mean, there's there's a group of us that that are definitely going to be tight at the end for points. Um, I had a bad night the first night, which really hurt me, and that's what kind of gave Brian the good lead. Um, but yeah, hopefully we can run them down a little bit in points here. And I think tonight we did all right. So yeah. Ready? Three, two, and one. So Brazen Bennett victorious tonight, ends up going toe-to-toe -to -toe with Eddie Munster, and Brian has another nice run. He finishes third, I believe. Yep, yep. So we're kind of getting to the point now where I say we got these four drivers. You have Brazen, Nate Van Wyken, Brian, and Eddie Munster, and they're all kind of right there every week. Yeah, I would agree with that. They qualify in the top four. They finish in the top four. Right. They kind of rotate it around a little bit. No. And, and, and when you get to that point, it gets a little hard to make up points, doesn't it? Yeah, When definitely. you're all finishing in the same places every week, just and the, swapping the one or two the points. The attrition thing, you know, making sure you don't uh, have a DNF and drop to a 12-place finish or something. Now, one person, speaking of the dash and good finishes, that's really surprising me uh, compared to – you know, last year he was a rookie. The 18 car. Chase Randerson. Chase, Chase yeah, Randerson. he's had a great season so Quite far. Quite honestly, he would be, if there were if we were to take the top five cars out of each division, the four that you mentioned, and Randerson. Well, Chase has finished now fifth, 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 fourth, and, and fifth. fifth. <laughs> that's you consistency. Know, that's consistency right there. Exactly. And what wins championships? Consistency. <laughs> yeah. Uh, except for when the only thing is... If someone's finishing third, second, first, third, fourth, <laughs> yeah, which is kind of what's happening. You know, Brian's doing that. Yeah, Brayson's doing that. And exactly. By the way, Brayson keeps mentioning that there's something wrong with his engine. There's a miss that they can't figure out. Are we sure? Like, I'm kind of wondering. Did you just leave it there? Like, is it helping? <laughs> like, is it good luck? It might be you know? that he's not getting as much power off of four, which means he's not. There you go getting loose and he's able to lay down better lap times yeah you're getting a little bit more grip out of you know some guys do that kind of stuff they'll take you the know. gearing down so they're not going so hard off of the turn there like, you go you never know i don't really think it's that but uh if he does figure out what that miss is <laughs> look out yeah look out rest of the field he's been running pretty strong so uh like we said nate brantmeyer taking a hard hit tonight don't like to see that uh, good to see he got out was okay uh, he waved to the crowd. Yeah, he certainly don't want to see that. I uh, I walked out there by him as he was coming back to the pits, and 
grabbed his helmet and Hans and kind of talked with him a little bit. And once the adrenaline and stuff's wearing off, like right about now, it's probably going to be pretty stiff and sore tomorrow. Yeah. So I encouraged him you might want to get checked out, and that, that car's pretty much toast. We're going to get to figure eight soon, and then you're going to pick up that microphone. Why not? I'll, I'll take you up on that. Yeah, we're sure. talking late models, but we're getting close, Russ. We're getting close. <laughs> Russ Lord Becky. Someone's excited. Oh, man, he is excited. Last week in the late models. Big Great comeback. story. Great story. Um, first car out to qualify is Nate Van Wyken. Slaps the wall, greases down the track, fixes the car, and then comes out and wins the feature. That's, uh, like you said, what a comeback. Yeah, then that car got towed into the pits. The uh, pinion mount was hanging off of the rear end, and you could have swore there's no way they're fixing that car. They're getting it back out here. And well, they worked on it for like two hours straight. They missed the dash, and they got out for their feature, and Nate took off and took the win. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't their shop only like two miles away? It um, on uh, oh, Kensington. No, Eisenhower. Eisenhower, yep. Eisenhower between yep. uh, Calumet and yep. And I think Nate. Oh. I think Nate had mentioned that he they went back to the shop and got some parts. Right for at, some guys, at some you point, know, yeah. Some guys are from Amro or Oshkosh or something like that. That's a half hour drive just to the shop, and then a half hour drive back, and to find everything that you need. Yep. You're not going to do that. When you're close like that, definitely makes a difference. But the nice thing is is a lot of guys um, are willing, if they're a closer team, to come out and help out. You know, we had oh, that absolutely. actually actually had that here with the Tundra Race. Um, the Devoy team, they broke they broke their drive shaft, and uh, Dennis Chase went out to the shop, had an old drive shaft sitting around, yeah, brought it down. Right down the road. Yep, dropped it off for them. You know, they're from Lake Geneva. Right. And I'll tell you, that's a long way away. <laughs> yeah, you should a go long all way away to get back to Lake Geneva. There's a reason why we didn't do a podcast last week, and it's because somebody had to drive all the way to Lake Geneva. Matt was tired from morning. coming back from Lake Geneva. Lake See, Ge everybody blamed me for not doing the podcast because yeah. we had a rough week last week, but that wasn't no. the case. No, that was a game. Exactly. It's a we long were, ride. We were both game, weren't we? Yeah. I was. Game. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, sorry, you know, sorry. I we, will apologize. We all need a week off every once in a while. It's sure, okay. For sure. But anyway. I like doing the podcast. Keeps me out of the bar. Right. Keeps us out of trouble. Ish. As I'm looking at a shot. Ish. Rockstar <laughs> Russ. Oh. Yeah, this, these things are staring us down. I think we got to wait for everybody else to get one, right? That's that's proper etiquette. The whole bar just got a shot bought. Okay. Russ. Proper etiquette. Proper etiquette. Dan, wait for it. Yeah. Dip your pizza in it, Dan. Yeah. Um, last week also should mention Jesse Bernhagen making his return to late model action. And unfortunately, it didn't last very long. Brett Wenzel spins out of four. Jesse has nowhere to go but into Brett Wenzel in the borrowed car. I feel really bad for him. Like, coming back as the reigning... Did he get the did he get the red, white, and blue last year? I can't recall. That's a good question. Can't recall. He was a champion. I think he got year he tied with Rotowald. That was two years ago. Yeah, yeah Rotowald yeah. got the Thursday, but then they tied for red, white, blue. Right, right. right. Your brother didn't win the red, white, and blue last year, did he? Mm. Huh. Cool. Brian. We'd have to go back and check. 
our memories are not, <laughs> not what, what they used mine to, what is they definitely be. not what it, what it used to be but um, you know there was there was a nice story about Jesse though he bounced back and he went and ran the Dells on Saturday with the same car they made the repairs and he he won yep. so right, you know good on him and good on the team to get that ready but obviously not what they wanted at WIR last week but that was another deal just wrong place wrong time um, like you said Wenzel's Wenzel got loose Brian got into him a little bit after he got loose and uh, spun down the track and just nowhere to go for Bernhagen and I talked to his dad a little bit in the pits and they were just so frustrated that they couldn't avoid that because they had a good car and with racing a limited schedule you only get so many bites at the apple and that was one race they were looking forward to and sure enough bam there it goes so right and there's no way that they can make up those points and get the red white and blue now feasibly and i don't think they're coming for the white race uh, correct me if i'm wrong but i think that's the week he's getting married he, yeah he's got a lot going on this year and lives out in stevens point trying to find a place to live in nielsville it's uh, not the easiest thing to do so uh I'll just be happy when we get to see jesse bernhagen and a couple others popping in here and there uh, we are going to pull Kyle Quella at some point, winner of both this week and last week, but let's just skip ahead right now. Back to the quarter-mile late models, Andy. Danny Gracioni, what a return. I know you were racing with them both times. You were trying to get to the outside of Brandon Reichenberger in that first race. How was the outside in a late model on the quarter-mile? <laughs> Didn't look, didn't look so fun. It's pretty difficult, and when you're not used to driving a car that doesn't have power steering, it makes it even more difficult. So it's a challenge to get in on the outside on entry and get rolling. And in between features, I talked to Dylan Wenzel a little bit and got a few tips that helped us in the second race complete the pass. Yeah, so to just get there. It did not look easy, and then you got guys going off in the dust and all, all kinds of crazy stuff. Highly entertaining. Yeah. Hey, uh, if you didn't know, Russ won the feature. Yeah, just in case you're wondering, Russ Lorbecki won the figure eight race tonight. And that's why there's so many uh, snips. Because he's here right now, and he is, well, he's not uh, He's not PG friendly. That was a uh, that was a shot. That was awful. That was a <laughs> shot. Why do you think mine's still sitting here? Blah. <laughs> that was a shot. Blah. All right. Dan, this is the part where you edit back in. Yep. Quarter mile late models. Andy, man the man. Dan the wild man, Danny Gracioni, wins the first one. Brandon Reichenberger trying to go for another one. He had won three in a row coming in, couldn't get around him. You're out there trying to get to the outside in a car with no power steering. That couldn't have been fun. <laughs> no, it doesn't have power steering to begin with. So they give him a weight break if you run a manual steering rack little old school but uh no I, I was trying to get the outside of brandon and i think brandon knew i was trying to get out there so he wasn't giving me maybe he was giving me enough room but not enough room to get out there and make the pass and he was trying to get underneath gracie only was holding him off pretty good too another thing we should mention about those cars no spotters so you're kind of you're in a late model. You're strapped in. You're not moving around as much. You got all the mirrors, but uh, nobody talking in your ear, letting you know if somebody's down low or up high or any of that kind of stuff either. Yeah, you use your mirrors a little bit more just to uh, make sure you're clear. Um, I haven't. I didn't drive that car until today. So um, in practice and stuff, just getting used to that, and making sure 
especially when you complete a pass and somebody's on the outside yet, you don't want to run them up into the wall. So you give, kind of give them an extra corner, an extra half a straightaway, uh, just to make sure you're clear. But now I do have fun a, racing. I do have a question for you. Mm-hmm. How much does the dirt affect the car? Why? Who was in the dirt? Everybody. 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 <laughs> Everybody. Everybody was in the dirt. So, I mean, I guess I answered my own question because it doesn't affect it that much. It there's must no, not. There's no traction in the dirt, but your left sides are still on the track, but your right sides aren't. So, so it's kind of like... you got to kind of just hold... you got to kind of just hold the wheel so straight like you're hydroplaning. It, yeah, I was going to say, it's kind of like when you're driving down the highway and there's a big puddle on one side of the road and your right side tires go through just it and your left <laughs> sides don't. And you better not have your cruise control on because that's a bad, bad that's a bad thing to happen. Bad combo. Although I found out yesterday that on my car the cruise control shuts off if Mine one does side. Too. Yeah, very nice it's feature. Smart. Very nice feature. Um, Some fe- would say it's smarter than the drivers. Certainly smarter than I am. <laughs> but you do end up winning the second. That's neat. Because you'd never race the late model sportsman or any of that on. The quarter mile, obviously, the late model championship that you won was by the time the late models had moved on to the half mile, so a little something different to add to the resume. Yeah, uh, Aaron Neverman did a nice job setting that car up. Uh, Corey Kempkis r- drives it uh, normally. He was out at 141 tonight um, running running with the uh, mods out there, so he couldn't make it and uh, had me team drive with them this year. and. It was a lot of fun. Um, I grew up coming to WIR and watching the quarter mile sportsman division, and then you're out there racing with some of them guys like Rick right. Spoo and Tom Sparowski, and that uh, was a lot of fun. They uh, cars have certainly have a lot more get up and go than I thought they did just watching them. So, you know, you talk about some of the veteran racers on the quarter mile of the late model division that you're racing with. How about one that's racing in the Sizzling Fours? Larry Gintner, feature win this week, fast time, and a feature win last week. He says it's kind of crazy out there trying to figure out the front-wheel drive cars, but he's been pretty good. Yeah, he's been doing that for a couple years now, and obviously he has enough experience on the quarter mile from years of racing in the sportsman division. And the old number 90 Ford Mustang yep. is out there with Randy, number 99. So, oh, I remember those uh, cool days. Cool to see them guys keep rolling. Yep, and he wins one last week, wins one this week. Emery Beatty wins one last week. Steve Van Outenhoven, I think, now up to three on the season. And I got to tell you, these I, I love the format. I know at the start of the year, a lot of these guys, eh, not crazy about the format. Invert. Yeah, it's a large invert, but it makes for a lot of fun for from the fans' perspective. You get a guy like Steve Van Outenhoven wins that first feature, Starts 19th in the next one. So you got the 19th place car starting on the pole. Makes for some interesting racing. Really interesting racing, and we got to see it tonight. Yeah, and you get new winners. You get new people running up front. It uh, provides a little bit of uh, competitive balance, we'll call it. I like that term. Not parity, competitive Not balance. Not parity, no. Competitive balance. And that's, uh, that's a crazy division where... You just you don't want to look at the points because you just don't understand who's going to finish where. And, they, you know, they're both features, full points, all those kinds of things. You got Jake Peters in that 54 car. He's been running really well. He's, I think, one of the top point getters 
Glazer in the 35, he's been good. It's just uh, maybe about three weeks ago I'm really going to start looking seriously at those points because they shake up so much. Maybe the key is just to finish like fourth to sixth and then you don't have to start as far back in the next one and then you finish fourth to sixth again versus you win and then you finish like 12th. Right. Some guys got that all figured out, man. That's that's uh, what that's all about, you know. <laughs> Those are the kinds of things you got to figure out. Look at this guy. You got a retired figure eight champion. CV Dub. What's going on? CV Dub is here. Let's chat a little bit about the Nova Autoglass Super Stocks. This week, Jeff Tremel wins, holds off Trevor Howard after getting past Ed Howard. I'm not sure. Ed kind of half sideways out of the turn. I don't know. They would have to tell the story for us, but uh, Tremel wins his second of the season. He's a very happy man when he wins a feature event. <laughs> They're hard to come by, and Jeff Tremel's been racing for a while, so when he can click off some feature wins like that, I'd be happy too. Yeah. I remember a couple of weeks ago when he won, I went down there to interview him, and his smile could not be taken off with a Brillo pad. He was super excited. And then this week, he already had his helmet off before he stopped the car in victory lane to talk to Lauren. So, um, Was he wearing it during the race, or did he take it off like, during whoa, the white flag? We don't know. We don't know. But, yeah, Trevor Howard gave him all he could handle there at the end, and uh, it was a good race. And then last week, the guy I've really been impressed with, Peter Wilson at 27. Two weeks ago, hanging on the outside. Unfortunately, it didn't work out for him. He ended up in the grass. And then last week, made the outside work and won. Not easy to do in the uh, street stocks. No, not at all. Um, usually you see the uh, Wenzel car or the Hauser car be able to pull that off. But uh, for him to get out there and do it, that was pretty cool to see. Yeah, and uh, just he hangs out there the entire time. Stays on the outside, lap after lap after lap, and then finally executes the pass when it's time to do it. Yeah, and last week I think we had a different driver in the 21 as well, right? Was Andrew, Andrew Meyerhofer, yep. That was good to see that. Uh, switch up a little bit, see how that shakes up. Andrew Meyerhofer, speaking of him, looked like he was going to win the Mid-American race at the Milwaukee Mile until he got some help on... Entry into turn three. I saw that from the fast qualifier for that race. It did not end well. So, but uh, cool to see him racing a lot of different things this year. That was wild, Milwaukee Mile, huh? Austin Nason winning that. Just we're going off on a tangent here. And Ron Wire, who hasn't run a Mid American race in like four years. I love to see that. I think that's his old Mid American car that's just been sitting around too. Sounds like it. So congratulations to him. Um, so we've talked about the four cylinders. We talked about the super stocks a couple of weeks ago. We get Peter Wills on the win. Um, that's kind of another one of those deals where we're sort of looking at the super stock points, and it's like, wh who's going to take control of this? And then not only that, but then you're going to be adding another car starting next week. Oh? So you Dilly. So well, you yeah. think. He said, you know, next week for the last three weeks. So, I mean, whenever he gets out there, we're going to add another winner to the mix. Oh, you're calling it. I mean, I'm calling, you know what? I'm calling him out right now. Dylan Wenzel, you need to get out on the track and make it more difficult for everybody in the Superstock. 
Sean Braun's done. Yeah, and the tech guys. <laughs> and the tech guys. I guess that leaves us with our last two classes that we need to talk about. With our guests. But we have guests. Which one do you want to start with? I think we should start with Kyle Quella. Kyle. KQ, you're up. Well, we're trying to pull Kyle Quella right now. Get in here, back-to-back winner. Okay, you got the mic. Good. Let's talk some Wisconsin sport trucks. Wisconsin sport trucks. I, I I know a little bit about that. You're kicking a little booty lately. So I didn't hear you. <laughs> I said you're kicking a little Gee, booty lately. I wonder why that happened. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, I I ran with down the drinks or without the uh, helmet on, and those things are louder than I remember outside inside of them. So, <laughs> yeah, we're uh, we got a we got a good piece here the last couple weeks. Not really sure uh, what happened, what changed, what it was, but uh, did I you like it. Your motor? Uh, we did that after week two. Week three, we came out and we took second. And my dad swore to God we didn't have enough motor for the four that night. And I said I didn't have enough time and. I, now I think we've got more time, and I, it seems to be working out okay. Now, we talked last time. I think you were on the podcast. We talked a little bit about you having the truck at your shop when it used to be at your dad's shop. Did that change back now? It did change back. Uh, we he wanted to bring it back over to his house with the the time changing and things like that. I come from Green Bay, and he wanted to. Save me some time at work so I can work a little bit later, come directly to the track. So uh, we've been working on it back over there, and it's uh, usually every Monday through Wednesday we're in the shop, and it's uh, it's nice to know the hard work's paying off. So there you go, Dan. There's the secret. Yeah. It's a change of scenery in yes. the shop. Yeah. <laughs> Preparation. Fast time and a feature win for the Red Race. Fast time heat race win, feature win this week. Second clean sweep on the season in any division. My goodness. Everything's starting to go right now. There with uh, <laughs> a different Monday. Yeah, right? One that actually wins. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I wasn't going to go there, but you touched that yourself. Yeah, it's uh, somebody asked me when the last time that happened is, and I know vividly <laughs> when the last one happened. It was the second to last week of 17, and we needed all those points that, that year, so... That was the last time, for me anyways, I don't remember if anybody did it last year. I know I did it, but um, we were just fortunate tonight, man, in both the heat and the feature. Just somebody got sideways or somebody got bottled up, and it wasn't my lane. And half the half the trucks fell back, and um, then it was became picking them off one at a time versus being stuck in the pack and having to, you know, having to be in the – you know, kind of back there and have to pick them off one at a time because that's what happened in week three. It was about who got to the front first, and there was so many trucks so even that it was just so hard to get through there, and it's uh, just things played out tonight. And, you know, you talked a little bit about the points a couple of seasons ago. You keep this stuff up. You had an okay point lead coming into tonight. You grab max points tonight. It's a good place to be in right now. Definitely. Uh, people at work today said, are you going to go out or are you going to do it again? And I said, "The I want to back it up. You win one, and it looks it, it's cool to win one, but you got, you want to back it up and prove that you're, it wasn't a fluke, that something didn't 
fall the wrong way or whatever the case was. So it felt good to come out there and uh, do it again. Uh, points, even though it's we're a third of the way through the season, don't necessarily need to focus on it, but it's you, you keep it in the back of your mind. You always think about it, and we're definitely at a good spot where we haven't had the DNF yet. Um, both, I think everybody's finished the races, but they've had both the 89 and the 99 have had weeks where uh, their feature finish wasn't indicative of how good their trucks were. So we haven't had that one yet, and I, I'm not naive enough to think that it can't <laughs> happen to us. So um, you just hope to keep your nose clean and you know hope it's not. Uh, I mean, I got lucky last week. I I hit a cone and. You never know what's going to happen when you hit a cone like that. If it ended up on the track, they said they were black flagging people, and I could have got the only black flag that I know of happened to Scott Wolf, the first feature of the Sizzlin' Force. That's the only black flag that I know of. I've seen I've, I've seen people get dinged for cones. Uh, it happened to me back in the go karts, the last 75 lap enduro I ever ran in the kids' cart club back in the day. Hit a cone, they put me to the back of the line. I didn't like that a ton, but. But I mean, it's it's something you put it. It, it gets tough. You know, so I kind of I was running inside of somebody, and I thought I had room, and it got tighter than I wanted it to. And uh, when you put the when you put a call into somebody's hands, you never know which way it's going to go. And we are on the fortunate end of that stick, and even to the way the cone bounces, it bounces inside the track instead of out. So, Pat Barrett, if you're listening. There is a cone right now that got drug out of the pit area that's laying on. I noticed that KK too. I noticed When you're leaving the racetrack, so Wait, really? somebody needs to get their trailer black flag tonight because right. they dragged the cone all the way out on the 55. Right. Would it it might have been me. I don't know. <laughs> the Kona's finest need to go and uh, pull a black flag. I don't out. remember seeing any cones in my way, but. Kyle, just want to touch on, you are a guy that sort of represents the sport trucks as a whole. Uh, you know, you and I worked together for the Tundra race. You were kind of my go-to guy to get that all coordinated. I have noticed this year the Wisconsin sport truck numbers, whether it be your traveling series, whether it be at Kakana, Norway, they're up. What's going on? It's a good thing. What's going on? Yeah, I mean, I think I think the, the racing we're putting out there is bringing a lot of interest the last... I feel like the last three, four, five years, we've been putting good a good product on the track. We've made it fun to watch, fun to be a part of, and I think people are noticing that. Um, you know, I, I will say, Ken Sports and you know the whole Vanderloop clan there, uh, they jumped on board and they're sponsoring our series this year. And um, you know, they're outfitting four trucks this year that are coming to the track. So I mean, that's a that's a big help. Not only are they supporting our series uh, monetarily to everybody else, but they're also you know they're put, they're bringing the trucks to the track and they're supporting all the races we're going to. So, uh, big kudos to those guys for uh, you know supporting it and um, it's they're great people to be around. I I didn't know any of them until Cody started racing the truck and met Chris and the whole family and uh, just great people and the, the support they give to local racing and th you know especially our club it, it's great. So I think that's helpful. Um, but yeah, I mean it, it's just really neat. I think we have so far 22, 23 guys that have. Uh, acquired points at Kakana, our touring stuff. We've only had the one Tundra race, but we had enough trucks to show up for that too. So it's, uh, I, I don't know the rhyme or reason, but I, I, to me, it's it's something that's affordable. Uh, and the nice thing is, if you do have a rack, usually it doesn't cost a lot to repair it. It's cut a weld, you know, reweld a new bar in there, and you're usually you're not. Uh, unlike the big cars, you're not wrecking shocks and things like that where you're replacing stubs or whatever the case is. You can 
cut weld and uh, bring the thing back back together and it's relatively inexpensive to do that yeah and I can actually attest to that um, I had a I have a co-worker who had gone out to the track and he wants to get into racing and he asked about you know well what it, what would it cost to get into a Wisconsin sport truck you know are there any available and I immediately messaged you Kyle you did and you know it, it's a little bit out of his price range right now but he's definitely looking into it possibly for next year yeah, there's a, there's a few out there. Um, Kyle's truck's for sale right now. After every these last race two car wins. is for sale. Ten grand. <laughs> Turnkey. Everything's for sale for the right price, Andy. Absolutely. Will you take ten? Uh, I'll take ten. I got. We I talked about that with somebody tonight. <laughs> the, the, there's a guy that helps us, and uh, Charlie Haven, and he's got a truck that Sam will run when he's back in town. And I said, now might be the time to put the for sale sign on it, and I'll just run yours while while Sam's out of town, and. Um, for those, for those listening, we're just joking. They don't cost ten grand. Kyle, you can tell us approximately what you could buy one turnkey for. Yeah, I mean, so the one that I take Dan in that he saw, it's it's up in Norway for sale right now for forty eight hundred with extra motor parts and everything like that. Um, honestly, that's on the higher end of it. I think you can get a, a competitive truck for three grand these days. I've seen them go as low as two, depending on the the situation of the seller and things like that. So I mean, you know uh, the cool thing about that too. When I raised sport trucks 20 years ago, I bought mine from Vandermoss for three grand. Same price. Same That's price. awesome. But just to your point, Andy, I mean, one that wins two in a row and gets fast time two weeks in a row, that's jack the price up a little bit. 6500 Jack the price up a little bit. I mean, I think there's a lot of truth to that. I, I, every any, Anything that you see that sells, there's there's always a recency bias in it. If we would have tried to, we we're running the same truck. We have a different motor in it right now, but we're running the same truck we did last year, and we probably would have, the selling price would be about half as much. So um, results sell, and um, obviously keeping the thing up, looking clean, and keeping the hard work on it. I mean, this thing, I, I don't think I have any of you guys on Snapchat. This thing was on its roof with a rear end out of it, fuel cell out of it, uh, right front assembly out of it on Tuesday night in the garage because we broke stuff last week that had to get welded. So, yeah, I mean, it. So you broke stuff last week, even though you won the feature. They were cracked weld, so I can't say that it was absolutely critical. But uh, the more the more they would run, the more critical they would get. It, would you say that doing what you did on Tuesday helped you win all three tonight? So, if you were asking me. Ahead of that, I would tell you that I think it kind of works reverse with these trucks. We don't have suspension, so what do you think? What do you think a crack weld would do if it's in the right spot and it's not an overcritical thing? It can act as suspension a little yep. bit. So I always ah, get nervous when you gotta weld them up. Strategic. I get nervous when you gotta weld them up because you might take some of the flex out. You might be sifting in an area of the truck that you don't really know how it's reacting, and you don't. It's hard to tell. We don't have chassis dinos in the garage telling us what it's going to react Quick, to. Quick, funny sport truck story. The last year I ran, I bought a truck from John Mitum. And his dad, I forget what his dad's name is, Ken. Ken Mitum. He built this thing. It was beautiful. Had it powder-coated, everything. And we couldn't get it to work on practice day. So we started, started taking sawzalls out and cutting bars out of it. And it kept getting faster and faster <laughs> and faster. You're and Ken up, was right? over there with his, literally with his hand head in his hands going oh my god what did you do to this truck i just sold you <laughs> this beautiful well, truck beautiful truck i gotta say uh i was i was a pretty proud uh, sport truck member right now watching that super late model feature today and i'm sure you guys already touched on it but 
I turned to my dad and I said, Andy and Kyle racing again. And they probably started racing in the trucks in early 2000s and cr cross paths and late models. And here they are in super lates battling for wins on the, the half mile. And that's, that's the other thing I, I attest our division to. I love that. I feel like it's a great feeder program. I think you learn a lot of stuff about racing and just a lot about racing in packs and things like that that can translate to these bigger cars. We were fortunate enough to, to race up there, and I, I think it translated well for us. And I think you see a lot of guys that are running that. You know, the two that I mentioned, Vandermoss, um, there's more of them up there. Just don't have I mean, even Ryan as well. Ryan, yep. uh, he's kind of an anomaly, though, because he's, I think, anything with four wheels, he's raced. So... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think it's just—it's a great division to come up through, and it's good to see uh, guys that were uh, one of us. I don't know how many ever years ago that was for you guys, 15, 20, but uh, still out there and having fun doing doing the same thing, just in bigger cars. And we've talked to you about this before. You've dabbled in other sorts of race cars. Here we are interviewing you again. I don't remember. When was the last time you were on the podcast? Probably sometime last year, I would guess. Okay. Has that interest changed again? Is there any chance that we see in another kind of car at any point? I don't know. It's uh, We'll ask you every time we bring it That's fair. We, I, tell, I already told you we're in the shop every Monday through Wednesday right now, and that's a lot of shop time. I can't imagine how much time we would need if uh, we'd have to add an eighth day of the week if we wanted to run a car at that rate, but... Um, yeah, we'll see. It's uh, it's always interesting. I've had people offer different options of things that I could try out once or twice, and um, if the right deal presented itself or the right thing happened, you know, maybe we would check that out and see where we'd want to go. But I think, like I said, between what it costs and what we're doing, it's uh, I like where we're at. I like what I like what we're doing. I like who I'm racing with. It's it's a real fun group of people. Uh, generally drama free. If, Anybody knows racing, you know, it's not 100% drama-free, but generally, and it's, uh, I just, I, I like what we're doing. So right now I would say uh, a soft no. <laughs> you heard but, it. He, he's looking for somebody to come along and offer him a ride. <laughs> Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Well, I heard there's a Monday that has a second race car out there. I don't know. It's true. Second, Bertha. third, fourth. Bertha got <laughs> put together to finish the year last year, though. There the we Tundra go. Title, there we go. There's Bertha. So I mean, there's not a semi in the late models right now, so I make the show, right? <laughs> Perfect. Oh, no, there you go. You might be able to get the Brantmeyer car cheap. Ouch. Hate to see, hate to yeah, see that that's stuff. That's not, another, uh, that's not in a good shape right now. No. That's uh, another sports truck guy. Glad to see that he was okay. Glad to see the window not came down. And um, props to the track. I mean, the softball was there for a reason, and he – you know, unfortunately found it, but glad that it was there, and, um, you know, hopefully hopefully they're able to, I don't know if that one's going to go back together or not, but hopefully they can find no, something that can get bad. back together. And, um, they're, they're talking about throwing it back together. We'll, yeah. see it, we'll, we'll see how bad the damage is tomorrow once the blinders are off. Right. Yeah. It's hate, hate to see that to happen to anybody, and you just, you really hope that, it, uh, first and foremost, glad that Nathan's okay, but oh, absolutely. Uh, just... We'll see what happens. He was, you know, gaining experience and seemed like he was, kept, you know, hanging more with the pack each and every week. So if it gets uh, put back together, hopefully he can uh, get back out there, get some more experience this year. Well, Kyle, thank you. Congratulations. Appreciate it. And, uh, I mean, best of luck keeping it up. It's not going to be easy, obviously, with all the good sport trucks that are in the division, but 
Right now you're the class, my friend. Oh, well, hopefully uh, hopefully we can keep it that way. <laughs> we, but it's, it's a lot of work. A lot of, I'll say this, a lot of people would be surprised. We've been to practice three times this year already. And, uh, you know, the, it, the time pays off, the work pays off. And uh, if that's one thing I can leave anybody with is put in the time and put in the work that, that it takes. And, it, you know, it, it, it does pay off. So thank you, guys. All right. And, uh, and now maybe we'll see you guys again later this year. I'm always willing to put a mic in front of my face. So, <laughs> And now your top prize is you get to put down the microphone and go grab Rustler Becky for us. Am I the right guy for that job? You're, Are we sure we you're the one that we're calling on. So Are okay. we sure we want this to happen? Yeah, so Dan, let's, you got your yeah, finger on the beat button? Yeah, do we got the dumb button you guys. here? Congratulations to Kyle Quella for winning two in a row now with a fast time. Let's quickly get into the figure eights. We got rock star wrestler Becky coming over here after his first win last week. Mike Meyerhofer wins. Big hit in the X. Jake Smet, Chuck Gilbertson, both cars unfortunately destroyed, but... Thankfully, both drivers okay. Yeah, and I see Chuck's here tonight, so it's good to see him walking around. Yeah, they, that uh, was a hit. They did not make it back this week. No surprise, but um, very, very good to see that they are both okay walking away from that heavy, heavy hit. But this week, Russ Lord Becky, it was a good week to be number nine. Kyle Comas wins in the Superlates. As you flip the hat backwards, the Lord Becky hat, and show me that number nine. Then Brazen Bennett wins in his number nine. And then Rockstar Russ picks up his first win in the figure eights at WIR. He won a race at Slinger a little earlier this season. That's all we have for nines out there, isn't there? Is there a nine in the trucks? There's not a nine in the trucks. There are, there is. Four cylinder? There's two of them, actually. Two nines in the four cylinder. Anissa well, Bay. They got to get with the memo. There was they a didn't nine, get the memo. There was a 9D that won, Larry Gittner. There you go. Right? The 9 0. But yeah, I think Super Stock's not a nine. No. But, yeah, and Anissa Beatty led a little bit in that feature as well. She's number nine. You know the funny thing about the whole nine thing? So me and my daughter went to dinner last night, and we uh, went to Noodles, which she loves to go to. It's a great and place. Yeah. We got our little number for them to bring their food out, and I got number nine. So I sent that to Kyle Kelmus, and I said, hey, I think tomorrow's your night. Apparently it was more than just his night. <laughs> so did you did you let him have it? Uh, yeah, is, is well, that I, it? We gotta make the noodle thing come. You gotta through, make yeah. the noodle thing come to fruition, right? Oh, here we go, ladies All and right, gentlemen. All right, here we go. Joining us live, ladies and gentlemen. This has just gone from PG thirteen to straight up rated R. Put the women and children to bed. Russ Lorbecki's on the podcast. This first, first live, you liars. <laughs> yeah, well, there There's we the go. First it one. doesn't even have to be. Well, first off, I kept good on my promise. Yes, you did. I did get a good high five. I got from the flying you. high five, dear. Congratulations. That was nice. Thank you. How does it feel to be a big winner in the figure eights at I'm WIR? Not, I'm not gonna lie. During the race, I legitly felt like the guys were giving me the race because I, <laughs> I did not think the car was good. I thought the car was real loose. I thought I pushed in the corners real bad. I wasn't happy with any of the changes I made. And honestly, like. I mean, I kept try I kept pushing as hard as I could, but I really thought the car was really bad, and I, I literally thought they gave it to me until I saw the times and and talked to the guys afterwards. And so it's it was like so nobody's just gonna give you. Oh no, no way! And that's what I you know I I totally was confused. <laughs> I really was confused because <laughs> I I thought the car was really bad. So 
going forward, we need to set your car up so it's really bad. Apparently. Isn't yeah, that apparently. what a lot of guys say, though? Like, when they set fast time, they're like, I thought that was a really slow lap, or I thought my car wasn't so good. I think somebody told Mike, me that last overthink week. It. Yeah. Mike King tonight qualified third quickest, and he was swearing up a storm about his car during qualifying, <laughs> about how it was just junk. See, there it is. Sometimes yeah. when the car just, feels bad, it's actually good. Man, I maybe Apparently. I should just. I don't know. I'm not a driver. You guys got to tell me. Maybe I ought to just race with one shoe on or something. Maybe that would just. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Send me that direction right away. You know, I was watching you out front, Russ, and I was thinking, okay, here's Meyerhofer, here's Krieger. These guys are usually pretty quick, and then I'm like, they're not catching him. Russ is they're not, pulling away. They're not going to catch him. I kept looking in my mirror like the same it's way. I'm, I'm like looking for orange. I'm like Meyerhofer's coming. I'm like, it's going to come down to the last two laps, and he's going to be pushing me and banging me. And the way my car was, I'm like, I was already setting myself up to, you know, I I have to block or, or try whatever I can to, to get a win. And I just kept watching for it, and it just, that's why I thought it was fake. I'm like, this can't be real. <laughs> fake. fake. I'm like, fake news. Like there's no. They all way. put a pool together and said, "Let's yeah. just let him win." Let him win. He, there's going to be a crazy celebration after. We can all be part of it. I was I was really confused. So. Th- this is not WWE. Yeah, I, yeah, I was confused. I really thought the car was bad. Well, well we don't care what you think because yeah. you won. I did win, and hey, you you me. also have the distinction of being the only driver to have won at. Two different tracks of the figure eights this year because you won at Slinger a little yeah, earlier did. this year. I did, and I did the same thing up there. I, you know, I you ran around me. with your helmet on and they your started, underwear. Well, <laughs> I was there. That didn't happen. No. Oh, okay. Now, no, we'll save no, that for no. next question. Well, right. that that could happen, but no, I I started from the front up there, and um, again, I didn't change much for setup, and uh, I I literally just wanted to be out there for my son, who's never watched me race ever in his, you know, two-year life. And so I brought him to his first race, and they started me on the front row, and, you know, I, I checked out, and I was like, I'm going to just go as fast as I can to make sure my son gets to be in victory lane with me, and it worked out. So I got probably the best victory lane fi- picture of my life. That's and my awesome. son got to be in it, and, it, you know, even though this race was really hard fought and and I I so much work into the car to get to this this win nothing will ever take away that win so it was pretty cool not even Ron Cole tonight no <laughs> not even well let's ask you the question uh, you've been coming to Kakona now for a few years you're one of the guys that travels pretty far Jackson somewhere around down there I'm, I'm from Sussex which Sussex, is, okay. yeah it's about 15 minutes south of Slinger okay so it's an hour and a half for me if right. you don't count stopping off and picking up my brother who's which, 40 apparently yeah, yeah. who, who celebrated birthday. that was a very nice birthday <laughs> present you gave us too huh? like six times yeah. when you got here yeah he's like 40 yeah I know with like, a few expletives in front of 40 but Sometimes we, I get excited. That's kind of why they call me Rockstar. <laughs> we, we don't need to know that. Uh, uh, we don't need to need to know those expletives because you're doing well here, Ross. <laughs> there you go. Um, why do you come up to Kakana every week? 
I think Especially on a Thursday. To there's, come to the X Bar you know, after. There's, so there's so many different reasons why. Um, but to be 100% honest with you, I, lo- I, lost, I lost my fun. I lost my fun in racing. I literally stopped having fun my last year in racing. And it was kind of either hang it up and be done or let's try and go somewhere. And, then, and I talked to my brother about it. And I'm like, I, I want to try and go somewhere. And the funny story is I have, a, I have a friend of mine, April, who came up to WIR to watch a normal race. And she's walking through the stands with a, a rock star shirt on. And a guy yelling behind her said, hey, hey, you, hey, 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 you. And she just kept walking. She's like, I don't know anybody here. Nobody's going to be saying my name. And some random fan stopped her and said, do you know that guy? And she was like, what? And he's like, the guy in your shirt, Russ, Russ Lorbega, do you know him? And she says, yes, he's a friend of mine. And he said to her, you tell him we want him here. And that year I came up here, I think it was three or four times. And I mean, completely different track I've ever ran before. And to be honest with you, I don't know that guy's name. I don't know who he was. And he is pretty much the reason I started coming here. And that next year, I told my brother, I'm like, I didn't have fun this year. I'm, I'm done at Slinger because I wrecked so much stuff and I didn't have fun. And if I'm going to spend all this money to have fun, I'm going to make sure I'm having fun. Otherwise, you're just throwing money out the window. And so then uh, that year we came up here and, you know, the, the guys I raced against... Not gonna lie, they beat the crap out of me at the beginning. They did not want me here. You know, I was known as that slinger guy. And they even told me that we didn't want you to come up. And it took me half a year before I, you know, I guess I guess you would say earn their respect. But then I I just started kind of fitting in. You know, they realized that, you know, I'm a figure eight guy just like them and I'm just here to have fun. And then we started having fun together, and I'm not going to lie, I didn't think it was going to take me this damn long to finish a damn race in front. There it is. There I was. We were waiting. You well, know, you, hey, it didn't. But you I did. You All you had to do. in front yeah. in the trailer race last year. It's not the same. It's not the same. I know. All and you, you had to do was make the car so unbearable drivable where right? you hated it. That's, you just, I guess that's it. You just wanted to get out of that car so badly that you finished yeah, in first. Goes yeah. faster. You know, you're part of the fraternity now of figure eight drivers here at WIR. I've got to go back a little bit further and ask, what possesses someone to want to be a figure eight driver? And then not only that, I know you do a lot of other wacky stuff. You got the half car, you do the even destruction. You've done some stunt cars. I think you've done the one that does like the cartwheels and yeah. things like that. What possesses Rockstar Russ to do Rockstar Russ things? So I pulled over on the side of the road and bought a four-cylinder Slinger B on the spot nine years ago, I think it was. He delivered it to my house that night, Joe Cool, um, the DeStefanos. Good man. That Sunday I was racing at Slinger, and that next year I raced full-time in the Slinger Bs after I built a different car because I wanted to go faster. And it, I bought a bus that year to race the Eve of Destruction, or not the Eve, the Slam Fest. 
And as soon as I did the figure eights and the buses, it was all history. I'm like, this, this is boring. I'm, I'm done with four cylinders. I'm like, I need that X action. I'm like, I want to get out there with, you know, my idol, Shane the Shark Becker, and, you know, these other guys. And at the time, we had, you know, 13, 14 cars out there every week at figure eight, and it was just fun. It was a blast. It didn't matter where you finished. You were having fun. And so I just, I don't know, I stepped into that role, and... You know, I, I got that mentality just to go as fast as I can all the time. And a couple X hits later, like, they started calling me Rockstar. So Once you get hit in the X, is it like, you know, a football player says they want to go out there and they want to take that first hit, and then that gets them in the game? Is that kind of like that for a figure eight racer where maybe you're a bit tentative, but then that first time you get hit in the X, it kind of loosens you up a bit I, I don't know no. I would have to ask you or no. is it just not good at any time I got a picture of Miller Lite over there CB Dub no, jacking him up here yep. no, it's, no it's nothing like that it's it's stupid crazy every time you get in that car you don't want to hit in the axe um, and it's but when you're in the moment and you're just going you just you just kind of do it you, you can't plan for a hit in the X, you don't want to plan for the hit in the X because you know you don't want somebody to get hurt at the same time. Um, and you, you know, it's it's hard to explain. You know, figure eight drivers. You know, every every guy out there is different. You know, and what they look for and what they're trying to do. And I, you know, the biggest thing I try and do is every situation I get into, I want to make sure I see it. Like I leave my eyes open. I want to see the hit. I want to experience the hit. It's kind of like a roller coaster. Like if you close your eyes, you miss it. Then you gotta start over. You gotta do the roller coaster over. And like so, when I go into the X and I know I'm gonna get hit, like I'm not lifting. I'm not trying to stop it. I just want to remember it. Like and I just hope somebody gets it on video so I can see it. Replay the replay the footage. I want to see the hit. Yeah. So it's 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 fun. I mean, it's but it's it's a lot of work for very little amount of driving. So yeah, what are the no practice? Yeah, no, qualifying. no, no. Yeah. I literally except that the even destruction, you get the qualifying, right? Yeah, you get qualified up there. You get the qualifying. Yeah. I mean, it, like I know Slinger, we go green to checkers in under two minutes, ten laps. It happens quick there, and you're jumping up the banking and down yeah. the banking and. All kinds of crazy stuff. You really gotta, you have to prepare the car a little bit differently for that track versus WIR, don't you? I'm not gonna lie. I, the first race I won at Slinger this year destroyed my car. I came back to race up here, and my car was really good. I was really happy with like, it didn't push. It handled great. I was putting up some amazing times. I raced Slinger, and my car was terrible. And I literally, this week, I spent more time on my car this week than I did any other week trying to figure out what the heck happened. And that embankment up there just is such a hard hit. It feels like you were in an accident, even though you didn't get hit, because you're hitting the embankment so hard. And so we really found a lot of problems with the car. And so I really didn't know what the car was gonna be like this week. 
going out because there is no practice. Like literally my practice is coming out and taking that first turn before <laughs> yep. we line up. Yep. And then I realize, all right, the car's really a pile of junk right now. <laughs> and which, which is what I thought tonight. And I took that first turn, I almost spun out and I'm like, man, I'm like in the perfect spot I wanna be in all year. And my car's junk. And I did or not. was it? I still think it wasn't good. Well, then that's bad news for everybody else because if you get it good, we're going to see in victory lane a couple more times this year, or what are you thinking? I mean, God, I hope so, but it's taken me this long to get here once. I mean, I don't I don't know. I mean, you got to, with the way racing is, you got to appreciate every single win you get. I mean, it ain't easy. I mean, Andy, you know. I mean, it. every win you get is tough. You, we work so hard every week to get these wins and you can come out the next week and not even be close not, not even close at all and you're like what happened like last week i won and now i'm like finishing at the back of the pack just leave your car alone race it the way it is next week I, it doesn't work that way. that's I'll, not what a race car driver does no, we I, pull I'll, it off i'll say this if you remember a couple of years ago rob vanderloop 14 years to win his first ever feature. Two weeks later, he won his second. Well, yep. my so, so there my, you go. He won one at my, Marshfield that year too. Yep. My so first, there you go. Good. So here, you want to hear a funny story? This one will top any first feature win story. My first feature win at Slinger. We started the race, and I took off so fast. Like I'm like, this is my win. This is awesome. I was. By the first lap, I had a full straightaway lead on everyone. And going into lap three, it started downpouring. And they called the race. And I got the biggest trophy ever given out in pretty much in Slinger history. This trophy <laughs> is insane. And so then for the rest of the night, I got called three lapper because I won the race. Hey, but I'm like, I don't care. I got to win. You just got to be there. You and that was my very first feature win at Slinger. The next week I started from the back, and I don't know, I remember where I finished, it was somewhere in the middle. The week after, I won my second feature ever. See, there it is. And it's so a July full, 4th, yeah. 14 days. Russ is gonna double 14 it up. days. And double it up. Well, Russ, thank you for joining us. Much appreciated, and uh, we're gonna let you go celebrate some more. Before you leave, I wanna apologize on a public forum for bursting, what was that, the left front brake? Oh, on my bus, On yes. your bus. I want to formally apologize for busting your brakes on your bus last year. Honestly, I don't use brakes on the bus, so <laughs> no matter. Perfect. Dan, what? what one thing can't take you anywhere. What one thing we deal? do need is a big bus hit this year, and I guarantee I got a, I got a new idea this year for the Eve, so you is guys aren't going to want it. Is it a rear-engine bus? No. It's, oh, okay. It's going to be... Is it one of those reticulated ones that, like... I'm not going to tell you, so you can stop can asking. But it's going to be awesome. But I, I plan on doing some testing with it prior to the eve, so people need to show up and watch it. By the way, Eve Destruction tickets are on sale right now, too, so just throwing that out there. At the Darboy Corner yep. Store. Shameless plug. Thank you, guys, Thanks, for Ross. having me on. We appreciate having you. Sorry it took so long to get me here. Well, here you are. Don't be a stranger. If you win in two weeks, are we going to see the same kind of Victory Lane celebration, or is that a one-time deal? You know it. This is how I roll. <laughs> All right. 
Rockstar wrestler Becky victorious tonight in the figure eights. Congratulations to him. Well, I think that about does it for us on the podcast. Do want to mention that next week, it's a big week for the kids. So if you're a family person and you wanted to get the kids out to the racetrack, maybe you haven't done it yet, or you have some neighbors, friends, family, anybody that's got kids want to do something friendly, next week's the week to do it. Kids Coin Drop, presented by Fast Comfort and Ken Sports. Over 40 bikes to be given away to the kids next week as well. So if you got kids... You know somebody that's got kids, never been to the racetrack. Next week is the perfect week to bring them because they could leave with stuff. And thank you again to Fast Comfort, VIP Suites, uh, John Simonis, Rick Sweary for putting mm-hmm. that together. That is yes. quite the undertaking to coordinate all that. Yeah. How long has this been planned? Second year. It's the second year? Okay. All right. Yeah, I thought I remembered it last year. And also should mention Sport Mods next week. Yes. First of two, right? Yep, they'll be back in August again at the end of August, but uh, Sport Mods making their return for the pavement counter. Should have counter. a good car count for that. Yeah, they really should. They usually there do. There always is. Yeah. See if Brockett can win again. There you go. There but, might be some spoils in the field, too. But we shall look forward to that, and we shall hopefully look forward to seeing you all there at next Thursday night, 6.30 start time. FRC.us is the website. Fox River Racing Club on Facebook. Andy Monday. Good night for you tonight. Sorry it was only second place, but uh, good point night anyway. You know, somebody mentioned to me who came in the pits afterwards when I had that 12 to 15 car length lead, some announcer said something like, Andy must be enjoying that really nice lead he's got right now with those guys running side by side for second. And then maybe 10 seconds later, there was a wreck and a yellow. So May I defend thank, myself? Thank you, Matt Panier, for that. May I defend that. myself, please? Because no. after that, it happened again, and I said the longer these two go side by side, the better it is for Andy Monday because he's building a lead. And then Kyle Kalmus takes second. So maybe you should blame Bobby Kendall for letting him go. There you go. There you go. It's always Kendall's fault in the end. <laughs> Dan Strong, thanks again, my friend. Of course, always. You're doing well. you got a lot of editing work to do on this one, oh, so uh, good luck to you. And uh, uh, So the, the thing that I told you up in the stands, yeah, definitely not happening. Perfect. Well, that's why I didn't repeat it. So, uh, And, of course, my name is Matt Pannier. It's been a pleasure having you folks on board. We'll see you next Thursday. Until then, stay out of trouble. <laughs>